Hi, it's Steve Rode, your Get Out of Debt Guy. If you're listening to this podcast, you probably want to learn more about money, credit, and debt, or you're one of the many good people out there with bad debt and you want it to go away. But stick with me. Together we can make that happen. Either way, I'm here for you, and I believe a better and more financially successful future is ahead. It can be within your grasp. I'd like to ask you for a favor. If you find this or any of my podcasts helpful, please take a moment and leave a review on the podcast platform you're listening on. Your feedback and opinion matter to me. And if I've done a good job, your review helps others to find the podcast as well. And while you're there leaving your review, don't forget to subscribe to the show so that you can be notified when the next episode comes out. Last piece of housekeeping. If you have a question or comment you'd like to hear on an upcoming podcast, you can leave me a voice message at getoutofdebt.org slash message. Or leave me a question for me to answer on my website by going to getoutofdebt.org slash question. Thank you so much for being a great listener, and I'm sending you a giant virtual hug in return. And now, on with the podcast. Thanks for joining us. I'm Steve Rode, the Get Out of Debt Guy from getoutofdebt.org. And this is the Get Out of Debt Guy show. With me today is a fellow debt coach and debt expert, Damon Day from damonday.com. We'll be discussing several current debt topics today and answering a caller's question. If you have a question you'd like to ask, just visit getoutofdebt.org and ask away. Today, we'll also be talking about the impact the new fee ban for debt settlement services is going to have. We'll talk about that, and we'll also talk about changes that are impacting credit counseling and why people need to address their problem debt now before the economy improves too much. You're listening to the Get Out of Debt Guy show. So, Damon, this week we're going to be talking about a number of different subjects. The first one I'd like to talk about is the new fee ban that's going into effect for debt settlement. It's We're recording this. It is October 6th. 2010, and as of October 27th, 2010, there's some pretty big damn changes going into effect, aren't there? Uh, yeah. Uh, in fact, uh, they're going to be banning all these upfront fees that you and I have been uh, railing about for quite a while now. You know, it's interesting. I had a, a, a guy who commented on the site yesterday at getoutofdebt.org, and he was saying, I'm against all debt settlement, and I don't tell the truth, and, you know, you know, the rant. You've heard it before. But, you know, that's not really true, that there is a place for debt settlement. The the issue coming up, this new fee ban, is trying to control whether or not consumers are going to get ripped off for thousands and thousands of dollars before they receive the benefit of any service. You think that fee ban is going to be effective in that way? Uh, Yeah, I actually do. Um, and, and, And mainly because the, these guys try to make the argument that, well, if we're a legitimate company or if we're trying to help people, then we should be able to charge all of our fees up front. And, and, the, and the thing that they're missing is with the specific service that they provide, that it damages consumers and it puts them, 
essentially behind the eight ball by charging them all that money up front and having to put off those settlements. So just the very nature of the fee structure is damaging to consumers. And, and that's, that's the big difference. So there will still be some form of debt settlement. It's just that the companies that have been charging up front aren't going to be around. And that impact of those companies not going to be around... That's a, that's a pretty significant hurdle that we have to cross, and we still don't know exactly how that's going to affect people. Are companies going to go out of business in, in mass com- quantities, or are consumers going to be left stranded? What's your crystal ball say? Um, you know, that that's tough to tell. Um, you know, there's still a lot of people out there in, in denial in terms of debt settlement companies, but I think um, what's going to happen is a lot of these companies are going to go out of business just because they came in to get, you know, uh, fast cash, and once they're not able to do that anymore, they're going to go away and go into a different industry. And I think a lot of these guys are going to go out of business within the first couple of months of the fee ban where they can't really figure out how to make it work um, because they are now going to have to actually provide um, a legitimate service and their 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 ability to get paid is going to be a, you know directly related to um, the, their service. So that's going to be very difficult for these guys. Other guys that are larger... They may be able to ride the wave of you know monthly payments from existing clients for a while, so it may take six, twelve months before they finally close the doors. And then there'll be some other ones that have been charging up front that you know maybe do consider themselves a good company and um, you know do turn the ship around and, and can survive. And then there's a very small handful of companies that have um, always or for a long time anyway um, not charged a front-loaded fee, and, th- and they'll be fine. Now, historically, debt settlement companies. Uh, well, at least probably for the last six years or so, uh, have been charging, you just mentioned it, a front-loaded fee where consumers are paying uh, most of the fee for the services, which is thousands and thousands of dollars before all of their debt is settled. And mm-hmm. the the problem with that is that in this transition period, debt settlement companies that remain are going to have to find a way to exist on less income. Now, well, while we're talking about they're going to be earning some income in client fees, those client fees are not in the thousands of dollars individually. They're in the the tens of dollars individually each month. So there's still going to be a pretty significant income hit even during this transition period. Yeah, and and really, what it's going to come down to is it's going to change the way these companies do business, and it's going to change it for the better. And what I mean by that is is debt settlement is is sold. It's sold like a product, and, and that's wrong. Debt settlement should not be sold like a you know a late night infomercial or something like that um when you, and that's really the problem with the industry at large you know when you look at bankruptcy and credit counseling and debt settlement is the model itself is broken where you typically have sales guys who are incentivized to go out there and sell the product which is in this case would be debt settlement and they're incentivized by that big upfront money um so now with this fee ban that upfront money is going to be gone and now it's going to be it's going to really align the consumer's interests with the company's interests because now the company is going to have a vested interest in only um, and really trying to do a better job sorting and bringing on clients that are, are more likely to be qualified and be successful um, in a settlement program. Otherwise, that client is just going to be a cash drain, which is why you see these companies freaking out about how we're going to be profitable. Yeah. And when they're freaking out about how they're going to be profitable. That's an indicator that they really don't understand what it means to only bring on qualified clients because yeah, if before, you only bring on qualified clients, you can be profitable. Before, the income was coming from everybody, whether or not they were qualified. And now, exactly. 
you actually have to be a little bit selective and make sure that you're selling to the right people. That's yeah, a, that's so a big change. Uh, that's a big change in approach. And so, uh, you know, it's going to be interesting. You can't immediately turn a salesperson into a qualifier person. You know, for for the uh, selling the right solution, because many of those salespeople were taught to sell, not to con- uh, not to consult and put together the right as- solution for that particular consumer situation. And that's what's lacking. If you took all the consumers and you said, okay, what portion of consumers is debt settlement right for? Uh, it seems like in the past five years, 70% of those people have been told, debt settlement is right for you. In mm-hmm. reality, it's probably, what would you say, 10%? Yeah, it's it's really low. It, de- it depends. But you know, I, I get consultations all the time where clients come to me and they say, oh, I want to do debt settlement. Can you recommend a good company? And I said, well, let's talk about your situation first. And once we go through it, um, you know, you know, we realized that, or the client realizes, based on the options that I present and the pros and the cons, that maybe settlement wasn't what they thought it was. And now that they know that there are some other options available, that they decide, you know, not to go that route. And you know, the reality is, the number of people that I talk to that end up needing debt settlement, understanding it, and wanting to go that route is, you know, down yeah in the ten twenty percent range. And the business model that these debt settlement companies have. They couldn't really exist with this massive amount of advertising and all this money going to salespeople. If they only put um, people in settlement programs that really should and, and and understand what settlement is and really should be in those programs, they would probably be crushed under their own weight. So um, this fee ban is actually going to force this major change in the industry and make companies strip and get lean and and, and really focus on not selling 2,000 clients a month like a lot of these companies brag about, but getting smaller and more client-focused rather than you know, uh, more n- n- you know, numbers-focused on profit and things like that. All right, so a couple more weeks, we're going to figure out exactly what's going to start to happen when the fee ban goes into effect. But for now, let's help a caller. What do you say? Sure. All right, let's take a call. Hi, Steve. My name is Elizabeth McGee. I'm from Brooklyn, New York, and I've had an account with uh, Global Client Solutions since about 2007. I had been making payments on it, but I had stopped since last year, July of 09, when I lost my job, and them call, and they had put my payments on hold. I recently read your article online about the class action lawsuit against them and Rocky Mountain Trust. However, I don't understand a whole bunch of the financial... Um, logistics of it. So my question was, uh, where do I kind of stand as, a, as an account holder? Um, I haven't heard anything from them recently, except I did um, I did uh, speak to a previous um, account I had with a cable company, a television company, and they said my account was still listed as, um, as outstanding. So I wasn't sure if Global Client Solutions had been making any payments or... Do I go ahead and try to make payments to Global Client Solutions, hold off on that completely, um, or um, is my debt therefore eliminated? I'm just unsure on it. I, I don't mean to sound um, ignorant on it, but I was, I was wondering if you can give me some advice or um, um, something to look out for. A- anyway, um, I thank you for your help, and I really enjoyed your article. It, it was excellent and very informative. I thank you so much for your help, Steve. Have a great day. Bye. All right, you know, it's interesting that uh, when I hear this call, the first thing that comes to mind is that she's confused about exactly who she's working with because Global Client Solutions is not an end-service provider. 
They are an escrow company that works with debt relief companies, accepts money on behalf of those debt relief companies, and holds it as a third party. But yet, it sounds like she thinks that Global Client Solutions is her debt relief provider. Yeah, that was the first thing that stood out to me is not so much the concern over what's going to happen with her escrow funds, um, uh, but uh, you know what, what debt settlement program she's in and whether or not it's a, it's a viable solution for her. So Global Client Solutions is an independent company. They do not sell debt relief services, but your money is entrusted to them uh, and distributed to creditors it, once you reach a settlement. Typically, they work with debt settlement companies. Uh, um, if my advice is that she needs to go back to whoever she believes is her debt relief provider and ask them for uh, a status of her account, at the very least, she could contact Global Client Solutions and ask them, hey guys, who am I working with? <laughs> can you give me a phone number so I can track this down? Because if the cable company hasn't been getting payments, probably none of her other creditors have been getting payments. And the only thing that's happening is it sounds like maybe she's making deposits and nobody's getting paid. That's not good. Yeah, well, and that's typical in a debt settlement program where they just have you know global client solutions, you know, hold the funds and then they take out their fees. And there's really not much done for the first year, year and a half in many of these programs. And if you're a consumer and you're in a program like that right now, you should be worried because those are the type of programs that, um, like we talked about earlier, in the next 6, 12, 18 months um, are not likely to be around because they don't know how to change the business model and they can't change the business model unless they've got a lot of money set aside to weather the storm of not being able to earn revenue up front for a while. Yeah, well, I'm not counting my chickens on that one because the reason they've been taking all these fees up front is to generate a bunch of income early and not necessarily saving it themselves and being financially prudent. Yeah, you're right. Uh, the the uh, class action lawsuit that she mentioned, I believe, is one, um, could be one of, of several, that has sucked in Global Client Solutions as a um, an alleged co-conspirator with some of the debt settlement companies, uh, alleging that the debt settlement companies uh, missold and lied to consumers about what they were actually selling and that Global Client Solutions as an integral part of holding the money um, facilitated that that ruse and so is somehow uh, liable and culpable. The courts really haven't figured that out. I don't really have an opinion about that just yet. But um, people who have been sold these debt settlement programs and who have been told their money is in escrow and it's safe and don't worry about it, and you can get to it anytime you want. What they haven't been made very clear about is that the money that is left after we've taken our fees is sitting there, but that's it. Oh, yeah. In fact, I mean, they use, you know, Global Client Solutions as, as a, more of a sales tool to say, look, it's, you know, it's third party, it's an escrow account, and there are a number of clients that are that are misled into thinking that you know all the money they're putting in there is held in escrow and it isn't until six, seven, eight, nine, ten months later, you know, we'll get an email or you'll get a question about, you know, I paid in three thousand dollars and I call Global Client Solutions and they've only got three hundred and fifty dollars in my account. Where did my money go? Oh, well that was the debt settlement company's fees. They forgot to mention that they have full access to that account as well. As long as they call it a fee, they can take out whatever they want. 
We've been talking a lot about debt settlement, but we're going to be talking about a lot more stuff coming right up. Just keep on listening. You're listening to the Get Out of Debt Guy show. We'll be right back. Back listening to the Get Out of Debt Guy show with Steve Rode, and with me today is Damon Day from DamonDay.com. We're talking about uh, lots of things in the debt relief world. In the first part of the show, we kind of, t- actually, we spent the whole time talking about debt settlement, but there's more going on, and I'll tell you what, people always think that the only thing we ever talk about, Damon, is debt settlement. That's simply just not true. It happens to be the hot topic of the, the last year. <laughs> but it's not the only thing in the debt relief world. There are lots of other things like credit counseling and the economy and credit repair and all sorts of stuff. But I'd like to talk for a moment about uh, changes that have really impacted credit counseling. The debt settlement companies feel that, at least this is what I hear, uh, feel that credit counseling has somehow gotten a free pass and uh, those guys are walking on easy street in selling their debt relief services, and that credit counseling will somehow tremendously benefit from the demise of debt settlement. Is that what you hear too? Um, yeah, but you, you hear, you know, you hear that from both sides, and and they're very, you know, the in, the industries are very adversarial to each other. Which is funny because you would think that as debt relief providers, if the consumer is the focus, and their goal is to help the consumer rather than being adversarial it would be a relationship that was more collaborative. But that's just simply not the case. Well, that's true, and it's not and because I don't believe that for the majority of people, mainly more, I guess, in the debt settlement industry, the, you know, credit counseling is much more highly regulated. Um, but there, in my opinion, the majority of the programs in the debt settlement industry are not really client-focused, and that's you know, evidenced by what's been going on. Well, in the credit counseling world, there have been lots of complaints that the number of uh, consumers that are enrolled in the debt management programs has dropped tremendously over the past couple of years. And part of that blame is placed on debt settlement companies who have <clears throat> sold consumers an alleged easy way out of debt. And that has just simply drained this smaller and smaller consumer pool of people who can afford to sign up for any service. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so credit counseling folks are feeling kind of uh, um, like they've got to strike back at debt settlement. Yeah. And I, and I understand that position. Um, you know, if, if, if I was, you know, in a position where I was providing a, a program that was really helping people and I saw this other industry come in and take potential clients of mine that I felt that I was going to be of better help. And then they took the clients and, you know, put them down the wrong road and got them in deeper trouble then, you know, I would be, you know, pretty upset myself and, and be kind of lashing out. So I, I definitely see both sides of it. But the problem is the consumer is the one that ends up losing in this, you know, back and forth of they're bad, yeah. they're bad, and yeah. this infighting among the two industries. Yeah, that consumer's mine. No, it's mine. No, it's mine. <laughs> exactly. And, and the reality is that's what's so hard for the consumer to find is just good, honest, unbiased information 
because if you go to a credit counseling program and they'll you know look at your budget and in credit counseling in my opinion does a much better job of at least looking at the client's budget and seeing if it's something that they could actually qualify for right why is that because credit counseling can't charge a couple thousand dollars up front right like the debt settlement company can so here you see they have an incentive to make sure this client could actually pull this off um, because they get paid you know at, at throughout the course of the program not all up front um, but the thing is when a credit counselor looks at a um, you know a, a, a client's uh, you know budget and thinks that they're not gonna have enough money to do it they automatically just say well no sorry you don't qualify go file bankruptcy like right. that's really the only option they give them and they, they'll never recommend maybe even looking at settlement maybe it's good maybe it's not and then of course debt settlement goes out there and says never file bankruptcy never do credit counseling we're always the best so it's very, very hard for a consumer to just have somebody sit down with them and say, look, here's the different options and here's how they would affect you differently because there's never a we're always the best solution. And, you know, credit counseling folks kind of box themselves into a corner over the years because they have come out a lot and said debt settlement bad, debt settlement bad. And then yeah. for them to turn around immediately and go, you know what? Yeah, we don't mean that anymore. <laughs> we want to start offering debt settlement. I know we said it was bad and all that, but, you know, uh, maybe you can forget about that. But, uh, well, you know, even the creditors that they work with are not necessarily interested in the credit counseling people uh, offering a debt settlement solution. And I think what's very funny is that when you talk to 99% of, of the United States and you talk about debt relief, people always apply the wrong filter to whatever you're saying. See, they apply mm -hmm. logic. And logic yeah. and debt relief have nothing in common. Yeah, the hardest thing to do is to give creditors money, and people think that that's absolutely ridiculous. But the consumers who the credit counseling groups feel would have gone to them, would have used their services, uh, I think that that number is um, highly over-enumerated. Over because, how about that? I never even thought about that phrase before. Highly over-enumerated. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. Look at you blazing trails, dude. Yeah, <laughs> I'm blazing something, that's for damn sure. <laughs> um, but I think that number, the number that of consumers they feel that they have lost to debt settlement, I think is much lower. Because the big drawback about credit counseling is that when you enter a credit counseling program, sure, your interest rate's reduced. It might even go to zero. And sure, the collection calls stop, and that's all great. But your monthly minimum payment is going to be about the same or higher than you were paying before. And if the problem is cash flow, mm -hmm. then a credit counseling program isn't going to be the best solution for you. Yeah. And, 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 and the issue is that cash flow really is the biggest problem for most consumers today with the, with the economy, right. with you know, layoffs, the cutting back. It really is the cash flow. And the cash flow is the more immediate problem that you have to fix. Sure, you, you want to get out of the debt and you want to have an eye on that goal, but you have to balance the budget. If, they're, if they have no savings and no credit, you have no choice. You have to balance the budget. You know, they're not, consumers aren't the federal government. They can't just keep making money. They have to get it balanced and then create some kind of a monthly cushion so they can start saving at least in an emergency fund before they can even consider getting in, involved in a program that takes almost everything or everything they have um, every month with, and then go for the next four or five years without ever needing an, an emergency savings or something like that. It's just not going not gonna to work. So the debt settlement company has been very upset about recent rules and legislation that have been passed that have led to this uh, uh, advanced fee ban that we've talked about. But mm -hmm. credit counseling has been under a lot of uh, 
attack also because there have been some pretty important legal cases that have passed recently. The most importantly, uh, the most important one is uh, one that said that unless the even if they are an IRS approved nonprofit credit counseling agency, if they don't operate as a, a nonprofit agency that complies with all of the rules, then any fee that that credit counseling program has charged over the years, a monthly fee, maybe um, an enrollment fee or something like that, then all of those fees can be viewed as them engaging in uh, illegal credit repair services. If they ever said, you know, if you go into credit counseling, your credit will get better, it will improve. When you leave the program, your credit will be in better shape. If they said anything like that, then they could actually be violating the Credit Repair Services Act, the Credit Repair Organizations Act, and that can put them in hot water. There are lots of big fees and penalties and legal costs and everything else. So the credit counseling groups that have had tens of thousands of clients now have a huge exposure. And in fact, one of the largest credit counseling groups, Money Management International, just recently, in the past week, settled a lawsuit that they were involved in on this very same topic. And uh, they coughed up $6.5 million to settle that suit. Yeah. We're not talking about little change. Yeah. And I mean, to me, a lot of it is is just BS. And, you know, I've got a you know, kind of a, a craw with, you know, over-regulation. I, I know there's a, you know, there's a need for regulation, but when you, when you look at, like, say, this example, um, you know, you have a service that is definitely needed. You know, nobody could argue that there's never a need for consumer credit counseling services where somebody that doesn't want to go uh, as drastic as a bankruptcy or a settlement that has good cash flow that just can't get their creditors to work with them. Everybody knows how that goes. That can employ the services of a company that has agreements in place with creditors, knock their rates down to 8 10%, and just pay it back over the next, you know, three to five years and, and, and have a good solid plan to, to, to pay off the debt. And then you start getting, you know, a lot of this overregulation coming into where these guys are, are are getting to the point where, at what point do they just say forget it? You know, it's not worth continuing to try to do business in this kind of environment. And at what point does it now start harming the consumer? Because now there's not enough good providers left providing a service that is needed out there because it just doesn't make sense to do it in that kind of regulatory environment or you have to figure out how to make and charge even more money so you can stay in compliance with all the different regulations. Well, and the problem is that regulations have always been about uh, restricting services because some bonehead Yahoo found a way to exploit consumers with it. But over the last couple of decades, there really have not been any new tools that uh, debt advocates, debt coaches like you and I can use to help people other than credit counseling, uh, bankruptcy, maybe some debt settlement, maybe some debt consolidation loans. It's, it's really, it's very, it's not rocket science. It's some pretty basic stuff. Well, yeah. And, and, and I mean, you know, so, so is debt. It's like, you know, you can get into debt, you can get out of debt and you can try to create, you know, all kinds of different fancy ways and give it different names. And, you know, and, and a lot of people have tried to do that, but, but you're right. It is basic stuff. I owe this kind of money and, you know, what can I do in my life differently to allow me to dig myself out of this hole? You know, there's only so many different things that you can do. Well, uh, I don't know what's going to happen there. There are lots of other credit counseling folks that have been charging fees and may not have been in compliance fully uh, 
And it's, while this is a little bit of a technicality, it is a, kind of a cash cow for our, some of the lawyers that want to go after you know, big class action suits and achieve big settlements. Yeah, and, and that's what really pisses me off. Because again, say you, you have a, a company like MMI, right? It's a good company, you know, a national company out there does good work for people, and now they're in a position to have to shell out millions and millions of dollars because of this, you know, the stupid regulation where it's like, you know, with credit repair. But you know what? If, if you go into a, a, a credit counseling program and, you know, you get through it and you get all your debt paid off and, and you know, all else being equal, your credit score is probably going to be better, you know? Yeah. So it's like, you, know, you can't say this, you can't say that. You're right. It, it happens because a couple of what did you call them? Bonehead, bonehead yahoos. Like bonehead <laughs> yahoos, yeah. You get some bonehead yahoos, which you're never going to get rid of these bonehead yahoos because what happened when you cr- clamp down on, on, on uh, consumer credit counseling programs, all the bonehead yahoos just went in and started doing debt settlement, exactly. which was not regulated. And so they ruined it for the good guys in credit counseling, and now they've got all these regulations. And when you go into this you know, Credit Repair Organizations Act, which these guys are now starting to get pinched on, um, and you start talking about you can't charge any fees at all until the service is done. There's a very big difference between the, the product of credit repair and debt settlement. There's 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 very distinct differences, and the main one is that with credit repair. And, and the funny thing about credit repair is, you know, no professional can do anything that a consumer can't do on their own anyway. But consumers just like the convenience oftentimes, and they're willing to pay for it. So here you have a party that says, yeah. I'll send out a whole bunch of form letters and we'll see what happens. We have a consumer that says, that sounds great. Do it for me. But now we've got this regulation where they can't charge a fee to do that. So they're either not going to do that or, or they're going to um, you know, charge money up front anyway or, or, or there's no way this service can be performed. And the difference is with credit repair, the act of paying up front does not damage your ability to repair your credit in any way, whereas with debt settlement, it does. All right, Damon, we're just about out of time. Before we go, I want to talk about one quick thing. I've seen some signs that the economy is improving, and jobs are kind of creeping up a little bit. There's been more of a demand for service sector jobs. Things are slowly improving over time. One of the concerns I have is people during this down cycle have drained their assets, spent down their savings, talking about raiding their retirement accounts. And actually, one thing I think people should consider is that before things improve too much, if you're drowning in debt, really honestly think about bankruptcy. What do you think, Damon? Well, yeah, and, and, and you know, draining your retirement and, and just, you know, trying trying to throw everything that you can at this debt without having an overall plan is the worst thing you can do. I always hate it when clients call me and, and they say, well, look, you know, you're my last hope. I've drained everything. You know, always re- address the problem and resolve it as soon as you realize there's a problem, not after you drain everything. Address it when you have the resources yeah. available. And now's especially, a great time to do it. Especially don't address it once you start making lots of money. Yeah, the, it, it, it's very counterintuitive, but the better off you are, the less options you have available. Well, and speaking of less options, that's us. We're out of time. Did you like the show and want to hear more? Well, that's easy to accomplish. All you have to do is just subscribe via iTunes or subscribe to the free RSS feed or email from the getoutofdebt.org site. You'll find the links for all of this on the right-hand side of the site, so just visit getoutofdebt.org. And if you have a question you'd like to ask, visit getoutofdebt.org and follow the links to ask your question online 
or the instructions on how you can call in to leave your question for an upcoming show. Thanks for joining us. This is Steve Rode, your Get Out of Debt Guy, urging you to practice safe debt till we meet again. Bye for now. <laughs>